for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. I am Reese Boyd, a local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. I'm your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. Welcome to the show. It's a new year. It's a new day. It's a new Saturday. It is 7.07 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, January the 2nd, 2021. Goodness gracious, it's a whole new year, and I can't, I can't say welcome strongly enough. So welcome back to the show. It's good to be back in the studio. I was out for a couple of weeks, so it's, uh, it's good to be back with you guys. I have missed being in the studio here at Saturday Morning Coffee. You know the drill. We invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee, and join us as we talk about the news, current events, all the things happening in this crazy, broken world that we think you need to know. Here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we're all about limited government, lower taxes, and all the things that mean more freedom for you and me and all of us who are we, the people. We have a country to save for the moment. We still have it, so hopefully you guys will uh, step up. And uh, don't miss an opportunity to do your part. It starts right here on the local level. Saving the country starts right here, right wherever you are. So let's get to it. We invite you to settle in. Join us as we talk about all the things going on that we think you need to know. As always, joined here in the studio by producer extraordinaire, Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how hey, you doing? Hey, hey, good morning. How was your uh, holiday? Good to good to be back with you in the studio. My, my, great to have you here. Good, yeah. to, good to see you. Um, uh, my holiday was great. I am actually enjoying a great coffee today that came all the way to me from Africa, uh, courtesy of Reese Boyd. Oh, good. You, so, my, you're, uh, so you've already got your first delivery. I have got my oh, first delivery, good. yes. Subscribed, uh, you and Carol, to a little coffee club for uh, Christmas, so hopefully y'all will enjoy that. Um, I am, and it's very smooth. Yeah, um, good you know, stuff, huh? I, I did a little reading. I, mm-hmm. I actually had the card with me. I must have left it on the counter. Uh, you know, with the information of what region it comes from yeah. and and about the region. Oh, you yeah. know, poverty-stricken, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. hoodlums there, there's, oh, yeah. you know, violence there. They say don't go there. Uh, it's kind of yeah. like Rwanda, yeah. mm-hmm. but not as safe as Rwanda is. And, you know, I don't know how much time you want to spend in Rwanda. Yeah. Uh, I've heard about the hotel. I, it, it's it's interesting, Glenn, you know, we, we as Americans have such a warped view of the world. Because, you know, we think, oh, my gosh, things are so crazy and uh, things are out of control. But, you know, if you really get down to it, compared to most areas of the world, uh, things are actually not out of control. No. They're actually no. quite quite good. And we're very blessed uh, to have the many, the many things that we do enjoy here in this country. And compared to the way the vast majority of the world lives, we have nothing but thanks uh, to give. Right. So... Well, I'm glad you're enjoying that. Hopefully, y'all will in, get plenty of uh, 
good coffee through that. I'll, I'll, look, I'll look forward to hearing about the other other blends that you got. I'm enjoying a little Dunkin' Donuts uh, this morning, the old standby. Boring. Yes. Yeah, I mean, next to this, you yeah, know, yeah. this came a long ways to uh, get you, to my that palate. That coffee made a made a long journey <laughs> yeah. uh, to get to your uh, to get to your coffee pot. Yeah. So, I'm enjoying. Yeah, I did not uh, wake up in time to brew my own coffee this morning. I swung through the uh, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, Dunkin' Donuts, yeah, the drive-through this morning. So. I'm all set. I've got a little caffeine. That's what's important. So it's, uh, but it's good to have you back in the studio. Good to be back in the studio. Thanks for covering the show for me for a couple of weeks, doing sure. some some best of and some our Christmas special last week. My uh, my kids enjoyed hearing their interview. Yeah, uh, that on, was good on the yeah. podcast. So that was fun. And uh, you know, interestingly enough, uh, Glenn, it is an interesting time. Of course, it's January second. Uh, of course, I'm not in a very good mood uh, this morning. Uh, Clemson game last mm. night did not go according to plan I, you watched the game i take it i did yeah. I, I watched as much of it as i could uh, yeah. because you know i get up pretty early yeah it was uh, and i stayed up unfortunately and i got so frustrated with the game that it actually kept me awake i i didn't really sleep well last is night is that why i didn't sleep well I, last night i didn't night. sleep well I, last yeah. night couldn't sleep at all last night you know and it was kind of you know the, one of those games where it in the opening minutes of the game, you thought, man, this is going to be a great game. The Tigers have showed up, and it just fell apart. It, you know, it's one thing to lose to a team. Foot, <laughs> football teaches you a lot about life. It's one thing to lose to a team that you, that you don't really like. But to be surgically dismantled by a team that you don't like is just a whole nother level that you just, you just want to avoid. But l- last night, needless to say, not uh, – particularly pleasant but i uh, don't know if you guys watch the game we do invite you guys to join the show here this morning here at saturday morning coffee tell us about uh your uh your uh experience watching the game last night if you watched it and uh, but it was it was really uh one thing i thought uh glenn interesting about the game it seemed to me that clemson just mentally wasn't was there it? yep it just it, it you know one of the, I, I mentioned football teaches you about life one of the lessons of football you got to play the game in front of you you know you only have uh you, you know the only day you have is today right that's the that you can't control yesterday and you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring but you got control over today and the really the the, the only thing you really can, can completely control is the moment you know and and you've got to live in the moment and when you're on the football field you got to play the game in front of you you can't play you can't play the national championship you know, on January the first, you got to play the you got to play the game. You got to you got to play the quarterfinal round. You know, and so the semifinal round. And I just felt like they just mentally, it was very clear from the outset that Ohio State. I mean, they had the Clemson score from the last defeat framed hanging in the locker room. They had been preparing for that game since the moment they walked off the field. When they got beat by Clemson the last right, and there was it came into question whether uh, it would hurt them that they would they play five games less than Clemson did this year because of yeah. COVID. Yeah, and I frankly, I, I didn't think anybody who played six games deserved to be in the bowl. in the yeah. final four. I just yeah. didn't. I, I said, I'm sorry. I realized that they, they beat some good teams. They beat some very good teams. They played a tough schedule, but they own the, at the end of the day they only played six games. Yeah. And and so and so I frankly didn't think they need they deserve to be there, but they certainly demonstrated last night uh, that they deserve to be there. <laughs> so we'll see. But Clemson, I think, was focused on Alabama. They got the cart in front of the course and uh, in front of the horse. And one of the things, of course, that you have to do 
in life and in football is play the game that you're playing. You can't play next week's game. You can't play next month's game. You can't play the postseason when you're still in the regular season. You play the game that you have. You play the game that is in front of you. You play the opponent that you're actually playing. <laughs> and I just didn't get the impression that Clemson showed up to do that. And it's unfortunate. They just, I mean, broken coverage. I mean, just it just was all over the board and yeah. just mistake after mistake. Did not look good. So sad day if you're a Tiger fan. Unfortunately, it didn't go our way. But hopefully that will be fodder for the next outing, I was just, I was really sad for the seniors, um, you know, to see them in, in the season on that note. But anyway, it is what it is. Yeah, it was um, a great season. Yeah, great season. And, nothing uh, to be ashamed nothing of Nothing to be ashamed of there. So I want to thank uh, Will checking in at uh, Coastal Sports on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. And we do invite you guys to join the show. You can call in at 843-903-2945. You can also text us on that same PCRXcomputers.com text line. That number is 843-798-TALK. That's 798-8255. Got a lot to talk about here, as you can imagine, on Saturday morning coffee. So Dr. Di and I will be back. Stick with us after these messages from our sponsors. We'll be back. Don't leave town. He's your second cousin. All roads lead to these rising sun. Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hey, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson. Greg is the principal at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. How long have you been in the real estate business? I started in real estate full-time in 1997 and our company is is really structured where we can serve the client at a high level so we've really streamlined it to make it simple and easy for our clients our market is red hot kind of the perfect storm for home sellers right now in the grand strand greg if folks want to get in touch with you at your office how can they do that really my cell phone is the best way it's 843-251-2693 and then our website is gregsisson.com check us out there as well If you are a seller today and you're thinking about it, it it would make sense to give me a call. Remax First Choice, the Greg Sisson team, real estate experts here in Myrtle Beach, ready to help you with your real estate needs. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at Business owners, are you concerned about your business computer network and security? Do you have a safe and secure backup of your company's data? Hi, I'm Ryan Foltz, owner of PCRX Computer Sales and Service, locally owned and located in Conway. For a limited time, PCRX Computers is offering no-charge business network evaluations. Want to schedule an on-site appointment? Book your spot today at PCRXcomputers.com. I'm Ryan Foltz of PCRX, where we have the right prescription for your computers and your network. 
those date nights, picnics in the park, and outdoor dining, then I have a dining experience just for you. Crepe Creation Cafe on DeVille Street in the Market Common. Enjoy casual indoor and outdoor dining, takeout, and curbside delivery. Larry and the chef at Crepe Creation Cafe create unique, healthy, and absolutely delicious recipes just for you. Crepe Creation Cafe in the Market Common. Open seven days a week. Sweet and savory for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert. Visit CrepeCreation.com. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. Milo is your best friend. He's your second cousin. All roads lead to. He's the rising sun. Milo is a long, long way from home yet. Milo is a name you won't forget. Milo, I haven't met. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 719 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, January the 2nd, 2021. 2021. Unbelievable. So now hindsight really is 2020. Yeah, hindsight is 2020 right now. It's uh, amazing that uh, it's here. Can't uh, say that any of us are sad to see 2020 go. Do not, don't let the door hit you in the rear. And, you know, hopefully we will, you know, we will uh, get uh, into something a little more normal uh, this year. We'll see. By the way, how was your Christmas? Awesome. Awesome. Very yeah. good. Very yeah, good. you know, but just not close to family or anything, you know. I mean, everybody's kind of spread out. Didn't see my brothers or sisters, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a different uh, Christmas. Mm-hmm. Different Christmas for yeah. many people. Everybody kind of went in shifts to see the folks. So, yeah. Uh, and remind me where your folks are located. Uh, right, right by uh, Conway Medical Center. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I used to have to drive like eight hours to see them. Oh, good. Now it's like seven minutes. Close at hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we um, interestingly enough, we had uh, this to happen. It was most unexpected. The uh, day before Christmas Eve, we were literally going to get up Thursday morning and head to see my wife's family, which is our routine, our tradition on Christmas. And the day before uh, would have been December twenty third. Uh, Lee got tested. And actually tested positive. What? Yeah. So she tested positive for COVID, and she couldn't be around her dad, um, and it just various other reasons. We just couldn't. I mean, it, that well, that was the reason we just couldn't go, and so we had to sort of reconfigure our Christmas uh, on the fly. Asymptomatic? How'd she feel? Or she what was- she has had sniffles. She had sniffles for two or three days, and that was it. And she's of course she's out of quarantine now. Okay. She has. Uh, I'm sure she has the antibodies, so she's good to go. So it would be considered asymptomatic, yeah. I, I believe, because we somebody else I know thought it was just allergies for yeah. a day or two. Yeah, and frankly, I was surprised when she came back positive. It, literally, it was just sniffles. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you really wouldn't think. I mean, it's the kind of common sniffle that most people get right. at some time over the winter. So, yeah, she was positive. Uh, we all, the, the rest of us got tested a couple of times, and uh, I never tested positive. I always tested negative. I tested negative again last week. So, um, yeah, it, it was a very uh, strange Christmas for us because we had to reconfigure everything. We were, you know, hadn't made plans for a meal, hadn't made plans for really, uh, I mean, it, we had made plans, but we had, they were, all of a sudden, all those plans were out the window. Right. So we had to sort of reconfigure and reinvent everything. But it was also, you know, it was a it was a mixed uh, 
blessing. You know, mm-hmm. we, we spent a lot of time together, just the four of us, and it was a good time to reconnect and sort of chill and, and just enjoy one another. So that was uh, fun. Very frustrating for my wife. She got tired of being in the bedroom, alone, quarantined, but uh, but we got through it. So Now, New Year's Eve was really nice. Um, uh-huh. uh, king crab legs. Oh, very good. Yeah, very and good. corn on the cob. Yeah. Um, that was uh, prepared by a friend, and um, uh, him and his wife had uh, just a select couple of people to the house still socially distanced basically but you know um i'm yeah. really not worried about it now because i've had it mm-hmm. uh, but you know of course carol is she wants to be the last person on earth to get it oh yeah but um yeah what a great meal that was and We're then good. Uh, and then uh you know finished off the the night with a little um maker's mark and you know, all is well that yeah, is well. Yeah, it ended well, well and yeah. actually made it to midnight. Oh, good for y'all. Yeah, we, we actually went over to some friend's house, had a great time. And it's the kind of thing, you know, with the uh, cases that have been ticking up mm-hmm. significantly lately, you look at it and you say, do I, do we want to do this? Do we want to, you know, how do we want to celebrate? It's just because we had initially thought um, about possibly taking a trip over New Year's, going down to Florida, taking yeah. the kids to Disney World. And I just thought, we don't want to be in a theme park. We don't want to do that. I actually uh, talked to somebody that went to Disney yeah. World in maybe October-ish. Yeah. They said, boy, that was great. There was no line. Yeah, not many was, people. Yeah. They, uh, they enjoyed themselves. But they said they were, uh, you still have to social distance. And then they said you were having to wear masks yes. at all times yeah. in the park. And yeah, we just decided, yeah, you know, it'll be there. The you rule know, was if you if you were eating, you had to stop where you were yeah. and eat. If you had to take a drink of water, you had to stop. Mm-hmm. You weren't allowed to, you know, eat ice cream and walk through the park. Yeah, um, yeah. You had to have your mask on. So we took a pass on the trip, uh, but you, everybody is sort of in this mode, I think, where we're looking at everything we do. And, yeah. You know, what can you avoid? What can you uh, rearrange? What can you sort of reconfigure? Making things a little bit different than what we're accustomed to. I'm looking forward to hopefully some more normalcy. So we'll uh, be talking about the progress of the vaccines. Hopefully the vaccinations will, will continue and, and we'll get to that herd immunity Slow to roll out. Understand yeah. they're all behind. And, yeah, everybody's uh, behind. We'll get yeah. to that. We've got an update on that. Wanted, wanted to spend a... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, update on Tom? Yeah, let's do... Uh, I wanted to share with you guys a little update on uh, Tom Heron. Tom is, uh, of course, uh, the host of Up With America. I know he's listening uh, this morning. And uh, he uh, had posted... Uh, I had been posting updates uh, f- that I'd received from Tom's family. Of course, Tom had a stroke uh, before the holidays and has been in the hospital and we've all been praying uh, for him and for his recovery. I can tell you that he is home and he is recovering well, uh, probably be a few weeks before he is back uh, on air, but he is recovering very well. So Tom, we want to say good morning to you and uh, so proud that you made it through uh, this, uh, this uh, episode and that you're on the backside of it and getting better. And a funny story, I had contacted Liz, and Liz and I were sharing updates, and she said something. I said, uh, you may want to say something about it on the air, and she did. And, of course, the phone lines at the hospital started uh, blowing up, and one of Tom's uh, daughters called me at one point, and they said, uh, Reese, can you get in touch with the radio station again and tell them to ask people to stop calling? <laughs> because you guys had called the hospital 
in such numbers that the uh, switchboard, you guys broke the switchboard at the hospital. So and, uh, I was talking to Tom actually on New Year's Day. He was he sounded in very good spirits. He sounded well. And he said the nurse uh, came in his room one day and he said, so you're the trouble. She said, so you're the troublemaker. And he said, uh, what are you talking about? He said, she said, uh, you're the patient that had so many people call uh, that you broke the switchboard. So Tom, uh, now among his other credits, uh, is uh, now responsible for having broken the switchboard. <laughs> at, at uh, Grand Strand Medical Center. So, but we're glad he's better and glad I uh, hope uh, he'll be back in the saddle soon. But I to, believe he will. I spoke yeah. with him yesterday and mm-hmm. uh, he sounds really good. Yeah, he did. He sounds good. So, and he feels every one of your prayers. Yes, thank you all for praying uh, for him and I'm so glad that uh, you, we got all of the the good wishes uh, for him that we did. So many people posted online. It was really quite remarkable. Um, so I'm just very moved by all that. It is kind of a little family that we have here at uh, WTKN and, and uh, on the social media site. And it's just kind of uh, nice to know that, that folks care. So thank you all for your prayers for Tom. Yeah, in hindsight, you know, Tom, I, I, you're listening. I, I Hindsight is we should have raised money because there was a lot of people interested in how Tom was doing. This would have been a great opportunity to, yeah, to, yeah. to raise money for Tom for something. Yeah. Well, I will um, we'll remember that next time yeah. one of us goes down. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll talk to him about that. I mean, I'm, I'm sure he has probably financial needs that weren't met by insurance. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll mention that to him, but Jeff, uh, thank y'all for all your support, all your love, all your prayers. So they, those were a pretty good guy. Yeah. And uh, so a lot to talk about here on uh, the show today, folks. Of course, I think the one thing that's on uh, most people's mind is where are we with this election? Where are we with certification? What's happening? Georgia's on my mind. Yeah, what's going to happen? Um, just to give you a quick update on uh, where we are in, in, the, uh, in the timeline, uh, coming up this week, uh, I mean, it's January 2nd, uh, January uh, on Monday, I believe, um, the the uh, new Congress will certify, and so we'll have a new Congress. And then uh, coming up on, uh, let's see, let me find my notes here, Glenn. I'm, my show notes just disappeared for me. Um, but coming up uh, after um, the initial uh, reconvening of the Congress, coming up on January 6th, Congress will meet to uh, certify the election results and, of course, um, it's a moving target as to exactly what is going to happen with that. I don't think anybody really knows exactly what's going to happen with that. Um, you've had uh, quite a few uh, congressmen express significant doubt over whether the uh, outcome of the election uh, can be trusted. So we'll get into that. And, you know, it's interesting. One of the things that we talk about uh, on this show is the importance of truth. And one of the things that I've been thinking about as we talk about on this show, um, that everything hangs on truth. You know, that's what the criminal justice system hangs on. You know, the criminal justice system is, is two narratives. The prosecutor tells a narrative. The state has an idea of the facts that happen that support a criminal prosecution, and they tell a story. And, and the defense counsel gets up, the defendant gets up, and he tells a story that this is their version of the facts or whatever they believe uh, did or did not happen. But the whole system hangs on the notion that there is one set of facts that actually happened, that there's one set of facts that are true, that there is truth. And so one thing you realize, and, and I'm a lawyer, so I clue in on that system as an example, but it's not just the criminal justice system. It is civil government 
as a whole, in its entirety, our informed consent to the government to be governed is based on truth. It's based on our understanding that our duly elected representatives have, in fact, been duly elected. And when you take away the reliance, the ability for the governed to rely on the truth of an election, you take away the validity of the whole system. And so this is a, this is a fundamental question. This is not something, you know, it, it's not a trivial matter. This is a fundamental uh, question, and we're going to have to work hard to sort it out regardless of what happens. Now, I've, you know, I've said I think Joe Biden is going to be uh, sworn in, and I, mm-hmm. and, I, and I stand by that. I think that's probably going to happen, but it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. There's a big, uh, you know, there's a, a, a big gathering that's a, a protest that the, that the president has uh, sent word that he wants everybody to come to D.C. And, of course, the Congress will be meeting, and there are going to be folks who object. So we'll talk a little bit about that. would love to hear what you guys think about this process and how you th- think it should or will go. So we'll be talking more about that. Stick with us. After these words from our sponsors, we'll be right back with more Saturday Morning Coffee. Don't leave town. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hi, I'm Angie Knight, managing attorney at Grand Strand Law Group in Myrtle Beach. I focus my practice on real estate, estate planning, probate, and business law. The purpose of a will is to direct the distribution of your assets. So if you're seeking to avoid the probate process altogether, you'll need a living revocable trust. The probate process can be stressful for everyone, but Grand Strand Law Group can help. Just give us a call at 843-492-5422 and schedule a consultation to have your questions answered. We want to be your trusted choice. Who would have thought a thorough cleaning would be so scientific and detailed in 2020? Well, we would. Hi, everyone. It's Karina with the Cleanup Club. We don't just clean. We clean thoroughly and completely. We clean homes, offices, businesses. The Cleanup Club can clean once a week, once a month, or whatever makes sense for you. Sanitized, disinfected, that's what we do all the time. Cleaning is our business. Give us a call at 843-593-2158 or go online at thecleanupclub.com. So you're thinking about selling your home or you've got plans to do some home improvements. Let's get your home inspected by the pros. Pro Home Inspection Services. Here's just some of the things Emerson Trepper will inspect. Moisture, air quality, infrared, HVAC vents, electrical panels and outlets, air leakage of doors and windows, water pressure, gas leaks, even roof inspections. Emerson Treffer of Pro Home Inspection Services has over 40 years of inspection experience, residential and commercial. He's also qualified as an expert witness in various state, federal, and county courts. Home inspections are a great way to check things out before you begin projects. It's not just for selling or buying a home. Get started with ProHomeInspectionsSC.com. That's ProHomeInspectionsSC.com. Pro Home Inspection Services, it's the value of experience. 
Happy New Year from Seaside Furniture Gallery and Accents. Your Grand Strand Furniture Store is ringing in the New Year with all in-store furniture items discounted from 15 to 50% off our everyday low pricing. And with the largest selection of lamps, pictures, and accessories on the Grand Strand, you'll save more at 40% off our everyday low pricing. And our clearance items have been drastically reduced for cash and carry. Hurry in. Our New Year sales event won't last long. It ends January 31st. Seaside is located in the heart of North Myrtle Beach at 527 Highway 17 North. Open seven days a week, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6, and Sunday, 1 to 5. Seaside Furniture Gallery and Accents. We love our customers. PCRX. PCRX. We have the right prescription for your PC. When you have computer problems, your life stops. Your work stops. Everything stops. PCRX gets your computer and your life moving again. Diagnostics, consultation, virus removal, optimization. Call PCRX for PC service and repair in Conway. PCRX. PCRX is the way to go. Call 488-4100. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour it is 7 35 on your saturday morning welcome back to the show january 2nd 2021 it's a new year here on saturday morning coffee thanks for sticking with us talking about the uh, craziness going on in dc the rally being planned for january the 6th going to be a big week. It'll be interesting to see how all this plays out. Um, Of course, January 3rd, tomorrow, the new Congress is sworn in. New elected Congress members is convened, and new and re-elected members are sworn in. That will happen January 3rd. That's tomorrow. Congress counts the Electoral College votes on January the 6th. The newly sworn in 117th Congress is convened in a joint session during which the EC votes, that's the Electoral College, votes are counted and the next president and vice president are chosen. That's the um, interesting uh, event where it's been speculated uh, there will be various uh, objections raised by various members of Uh, Congress, mostly from the Republican side of the aisle. So it'll be very interesting uh, to see what happens. I noticed in my email uh, just this morning, I got a notice from uh, Congressman Jeff Duncan, member of South Carolina's delegation. Congressman Duncan, uh, according to his email, says GOP Representative Jeff Duncan to join objection to electoral college certification in Congress. Congressman Duncan states in this email, Again, this was earlier this morning. I got this. I swore an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States as a member of Congress. And with that oath comes the vital role of ensuring the legality and integrity of our free and fair election system. The 2020 election saw unprecedented institutional issues like states changing their voting systems in violation of their state constitutions, 
on elected bureaucrats changing election law instead of lawmakers themselves, poll watchers prohibited from doing their jobs, failure of various uh, uh, individuals to properly scrutinize the validity of mail-in voting, and the list goes on. And I would to that I would add on and on and on. We need to shed light on these issues that took place during the 2020 election to preserve our electoral system for generations to come. Our mission is simple. Count every legal vote, throw out every illegal vote, and investigate every irregularity and allegation. All Americans should be on board with this mission. On January 6, 2021, I plan to object to the Electoral College certification from states that experienced these unprecedented issues like Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. I plan to object for the people of the 3rd District of South Carolina and the millions of Americans who are demanding transparency in the 2020 election. We, the people, know this is a pivotal uh, decision for our great country. May God bless uh, the United States of America. So I I, I congratulate um, Congressman Duncan on taking that stand. I hope other members of the congressional delegation will join him. I hope uh, Tom Rice will join him. And I, you know, I believe, as I have said, I don't know that the information that we have, what will be brought to light, what can be done in Congress to me is an open question. I think it is, it is absolutely fair to say we are in unchartered territory at this moment. And I don't think anybody can tell you with certainty exactly what is going to happen. There are attorneys like Sidney Powell and Lynn Wood who are making rather uh, brash statements online. And I'm, I would encourage everybody to check out uh, Lynn Wood's Twitter feed. It's a very interesting read. Some people say Lynn Wood has gone insane. Some people say Lynn Wood should be arrested. You know, I noticed that uh, uh, Lynn and and uh, and some of the other members of the president's legal team have been sparring themselves. So it's not entirely clear uh, where this is headed. Jenna Ellis uh, tweeted out earlier. She said, "I don't uh, stand with uh, uh, Lynn Wood." And Lynn Wood retweeted uh, Jenna's uh, comment and said, "I stand with the Constitution." And so it's a very interesting situation. Very hard to uh, assess exactly how this is going to play out. I don't think anybody knows. Uh, exactly how this is going uh, to play out. But various uh, senators and congressmen have objected uh, to uh, what is planned for January 6th. And again, uh, January 6th, Congress merely uh, certifies and sanctions the vote of the Electoral College, the EC uh, electors that have already that has already uh, taken place. Um, but various law, uh, lawmakers um, have uh, already expressed, in addition to uh, Duncan, there are others. This, according to the Epoch Times, President Donald Trump's multilayered effort to challenge the results of the election is expected to culminate on January 6th, when the electoral vote count will almost surely be challenged by a group of lawmakers who vow to block electors from seven states where allegations of voter fraud and misconduct have been raised. This, again, from the Epoch uh, Times. The Republican presidential electors in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Michigan, Wisconsin, Nevada, Arizona, and New Mexico cast procedural votes for Trump on December 14, creating dual slates of electors in Congress for the first time since 1960. This year, only the Democratic electors' votes in the seven states come affirmed 
with certificates of, excuse me, change the page here, of ascertainment signed by state authorities and are on display on the website of the National Archives. The president and several third parties are pursuing legal challenges in six of the seven states, including several cases pending in the U.S. Supreme Court, alleging that millions of votes, enough to alter the outcome of the 2020 presidential race, were illegally cast, processed, or counted. Actions by the courts in any cases over the next two weeks would impact how the electors from the disputed states are counted during the joint session of Congress. Rule as they may, the courts cannot dictate how each member of Congress should vote. So that's a fairly interesting point. Representative Mo Brooks, Alabama, the first congressman to say he will lodge a challenge when the votes are counted, told the Epoch Times that it's up to the individual citizens to demand that their representatives take a stand and support the challenges. The only thing that will get congressmen and senators to do what is right for our country on this issue of voter fraud and election theft is active participation, active participation, bear with me, active participation of American citizens who want honest and accurate elections. Now, American citizens, can American citizens actively participate. Very simply, they have to call their congressmen and their senators and demand that they support this effort to protect our election system from fraud and illegal conduct, Brooks told the Epoch Times. And the way in which our congressmen and senators do that is by rejecting the electoral college votes of those states who have such badly flawed election systems as to render the reported election results unreliable and inaccurate. Be there will be wild, Trump wrote on Twitter. Trump turned up the heat on the event by calling on his supporters to descend on Washington in uh, January, on January 6th, for a protest. Uh, uh, Senator Majority Leader Mitch McConnell has acknowledged former Vice President Joe Biden as our president-elect amid standing legal challenges by President Donald Trump to the results of the election side not really clear where McDonald, uh, Mitch, uh, Mitch McConnell, excuse me, comes down on this. I expect, um, Mitch is, is not going to be a, a strong, uh, defender of the challenges, but we'll see exactly where he comes down. I think he's not going to be, um, particularly helpful, but we'll see. And it's also raises in my mind, the very interesting question of what happens, uh, in the event that some of these states' electoral uh, votes are rejected. I think there's, uh, uh, you know, there, there are multiple theories, uh, legal theories that I've heard. And as I said, I think this is a very um, interesting and unprecedented times uh, for the country, uh, at least in our lifetimes. And so it's going to be a very interesting week. And so we'll... Uh, be watching that closely. We encourage you guys to contact our senators, contact Tim, Kim, Tim Scott, contact Lindsey Graham. I'm not sure that Lindsey has uh, issued a statement uh, uh, supporting uh, the, the uh, challenge in the way that Jeff Duncan has. I haven't seen anything. So I encourage you guys to contact your senators and your congressmen, uh, contact Tom Rice's office, and encourage them to uh, look at this very carefully. This is an effort to assure that the election of 2020 was fair, accurate, and legal, and who can argue with that, frankly? That's uh, where that stands, folks. Stick with us. We'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd, here with Dr. Glenn Dye. Don't leave town.
Talk Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. We're the professionals, we're there when you call for your home or business, no jobs too big or small. Hi folks, Vernon Wolf here with Carolina Cool. As the weather changes, we continue to hear news of the coronavirus and the flu. While the guidelines continue to encourage hand washing and sanitizing services, indoor air filtration technology has been a growing part of these conversations. Carrier has long been a leader in indoor air filtration with the Infinity Air Purifier. This device has a patented germicidal technology that is so effective it captures and kills 99% of airborne pathogens including coronavirus. It is literally the same technology used in many hospitals. Carolina Cool's team of advisors can show you this and other options to safeguard your home. Turn to the experts and Carolina Cool. Now that's cool and clean. Carolina Cool, that's cool. The coronavirus has sent shockwaves around the globe, throwing the financial world into turmoil and causing unprecedented volatility in stock markets. In 12 weeks, over 44 million workers hit the unemployment line, with baby boomers at a particularly high risk for permanent job loss. Sure, you're being urged not to panic, but many of you are wondering what effects the coronavirus will have on your finances. Has the plan you're following been recently updated to reflect the coronavirus and the long-term impact it could have on your finances? If not, having a complimentary second opinion on your family's finances is not just prudent, it's just plain common sense. Millions of individuals are concerned about their job, monthly income, daily expenses, debts, retirement, and savings. If you'd like to receive a complimentary second opinion on your family's finances, call Patrick Monroe at 843-448-7305 or visit NorthstarSecondOpinion.com. Hey everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson. Greg is the principal at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. How long have you been in the real estate business? I started in real estate full-time in 1997, and our company is, is really structured where we can serve the client at a high level, so we've really streamlined it to make it simple and easy for our clients. Our market is red hot kind of the perfect storm for home sellers right now in the Grand Strand. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. And then our website is gregsisson.com. Check us out there as well. If you are a seller today and you're thinking about it, it, it would make sense to give me a call. Remax First Choice, the Greg Sisson team, real estate experts here in Myrtle Beach, ready to help you with your real estate needs. You're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. That's great, it starts with an earthquake, birds and snakes and airplane, Lenny Bruce is not afraid.
Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 7.50 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, January 2nd, 2021. Thanks for sticking with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Sure does feel nice to say 2021. It's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. That must mean it's time for another coronavirus update. Of course, uh, recent newspapers have uh, and and news media outlets have uh, shared the news that case numbers are on the uptick, have been on the uptick now for several weeks. Latest South Carolina data reported courtesy of the South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control. These are December 31, Thursday afternoon numbers, December 31, 2020, as of 1.30 p.m. And, uh, Total confirmed cases, uh, that doesn't look right, 3,234. Total new confirmed, new probable cases, two, uh, total confirmed cases, excuse me, new confirmed cases, 3,234. Total confirmed cases in South Carolina, 283,424. New probable cases, 150. Total probable cases, 24,000. In addition to the confirmed uh case number that would take South Carolina over 300,000 cases if all of those probable cases uh, pan out. Total confirmed deaths at this point in South Carolina, uh, 4,885. That's uh, including uh, eight uh, new probable deaths and uh, 411 of those are probable. Um, Individual, excuse me, individual test results being reported statewide. 10,369 with a positive percentage result of 31.2%. And, uh, of course, uh, that number, according to DHEC, should be well under 10%, approximately uh, 6% is the number they'd like to see. And, of course, uh, 31%, much higher than that. So the numbers have been high. Um, Hospital admissions are um, currently very high with the COVID uh, case uh, numbers, approximately 22% of hospital beds currently being utilized by COVID patients. And uh, interestingly enough, <clears throat> Governor McMaster and South Carolina lawmakers are calling on DHEC to immediately release COVID-19 vaccination plans because information from the South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control has not been particularly forthcoming. Obviously, uh, the whole objective of Operation Warp Speed was to get a vaccine uh, developed and approved, and not only approved, but uh, dispersed to the populace for, uh, for, uh, for vaccination so that we can achieve uh, the herd immunity that we've all been looking for. South Carolina, uh, this from the state newspaper, South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster and some lawmakers, this, by the way, from January 1, 1029 a.m. on the uh, state.com website. South Carolina Governor Henry McMaster and some state lawmakers want more information immediately on how, where, and when the state will be rolling out vaccinations and getting the life-saving COVID-19 vaccines into the arms of those who need it most. In a terse one-page letter sent Thursday to South Carolina DHEC Chairman Mark Elam, 
McMaster made it clear that he wants the information now. DHEC, the state agency whose governing board McMaster appoints, is overseeing South Carolina's mass distribution plans of the COVID-19 vaccines. The vaccines are said to be more than 90% effective in preventing the disease in those who are inoculated. I ask, this is Governor McMaster, I ask the South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control immediately make available to the public a complete accounting of the status and location of every COVID-19 vaccine dose that has been received and distributed in the state. This information should be immediately disclosed on DHEC's online COVID-19 information dashboard as well, he wrote. The disclosure of this information is critical to maintaining the public's confidence and participation in the COVID-19 vaccination effort. McMaster recently tested positive for coronavirus and emerged from a 10-day quarantine on Thursday and is said to be doing fine. At 73, the governor is in that part of the population, aged 65 and over, considered to be among the most vulnerable to complications and possible death from the disease. Older people have less robust immune systems to fight the virus, medical authorities say. State lawmakers are also commenting on the dearth of vaccination information. I'm getting calls from constituents, State Senator Dick Harputlian, Democratic from Richland, said Friday morning. They want information. People want to know where they can get vaccinated and when. They regard this as a total failure of government to deliver a life-saving service. So it's interesting to me that DHEC not been more forthcoming with this information. So much, uh, frankly, controversy went into the rollout and uh, following the development, the, the hasty development of these vaccines, one would think that DHEC would be very proactive in uh, sharing this information and the progress of the rollout and exactly who is being vaccinated with, uh, with, the, um, you know, with the public. But unfortunately, uh, that has not been the case. And I think this is, uh, you know, frankly, on a take a step back, folks, this is another example in my mind of how uh, South Carolina state government is a little bit behind the times. It strikes me as a little bit odd and a little bit uh, unseemly that the governor has to write an independent agency a letter and asking them to disclose information about a mission, a state, a, a policy, a directive, an effort that is so central to everything that we're about at the moment. I mean, say what you will about the vaccine. I don't know if you guys plan to get vaccinated or not. Uh, frankly, I would love for all of South Carolina to get vaccinated and I'll take a pass as long as everybody else is vaccinated. <laughs> I don't need it. But that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. No. I don't want to, I don't want to be anybody's <laughs> guinea pig. I'm going to just say that right now. And then, then the, the whole thing feels a little bit uh, guinea piggish, if I can use that uh, word. There's a couple of elderly people out there that have no intention on getting a vaccine. I, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not going to make fun of those people no. that, that are, cause I, you know, generally don't ever get the flu shot. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a big shot guy. And this is no different, frankly. I'm not excited about getting this vaccine. This is a little bit different, right? but it is different. It's a lot different, but I'm still not clear where I stand on this, this vaccine. But nonetheless, it is available, theoretically. It has been made available to state government and the whereabouts of the vaccine and the specific progress of 
how we are uh, inoculating folks and exactly who we are inoculating, that information is critical. You have a right to know that. I have a right to know that. We all need to know exactly how the process is progressing mm-hmm. or not and where we stand in, in, the, in terms of the numbers, the percentage of the population that has been inoculated. This is not trivial stuff. Mm-hmm. So not sure exactly why this information hasn't already been published, but in, in my opinion, this is another example of how state government should be more responsive to the chief executive and and the person who runs DHEC should be a cabinet secretary who reports directly to the governor. I think that's the way it should be. And this is another example of why that's the way it should be. So we'll talk a little bit more about this, much more to talk about here on Saturday Morning Coffee, but we've got to take an obscene profit timeout. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. from one home to another? Perhaps moving your business from one location to another. Are you stressed over your move? Two men in a truck are your local movers? Who care? Two men in a truck take special care of your individual needs, matching your needs with an experienced professional, offering knowledge and advice every single step of the way. At Two Men in a Truck, remember, every move is unique and never too small, residential or commercial. Two Men in a Truck do it all. They offer free on-site estimates as well as packing services. Google Two Men in a Truck Myrtle Beach today. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law. The right choice for conservative insight. This is 94.5 WTKN. Merle's Inlet, Myrtle Beach. Talk 94.5. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump will hold an election eve rally in Dalton, Georgia, on behalf of the two incumbent GOP senators involved in the crucial Senate runoffs there. Speaking with the Salem Radio Network prior to his quarantine for COVID-19 exposure, Senator David Perdue said he believes the Biden administration would undercut the rebuilding of the U.S. military accomplished by President Trump. Under uh, Barack Obama and Joe Biden, they cut military by 25 percent during those eight years at a very time when China was building dramatically. If we do that again, and that's what Biden is headed for, he said it publicly, if they cut our military again, which they will do, they have to, to fund some of these other uh, spending agendas that they have. If they do that, China will surpass us within the next five to eight years in terms of being the military juggernaut of the world. And Republicans need one victory in those Senate runoffs to maintain their Senate majority and push back against the Biden administration. Democrats need a Georgia sweep to force a 50-50 Senate and position Vice President-elect Kamala Harris has the tie-breaking vote. A federal judge, meanwhile, has sided with the Justice Department to dismiss an electoral lawsuit against the vice president. The ruling on New Year's Day, dismissed as overly hypothetical and misdirected, 
the lawsuit led by GOP Congressman Louis Gohmert that had sought to give Vice President Pence the power to overturn the results of the Electoral College, whose majority favors Joe Biden over President Trump. The judge wrote that the plaintiffs allege an injury that is not fairly traceable to Mr. Pence and is unlikely to be redressed by the requested relief. The judge that is correspondent George Bonsani reporting. The Senate wrapped up a rare New Year's Day session with Republicans rejecting President Trump's demand for $2,000 COVID-19 aid checks. They also overrode his veto of a sweeping defense bill. Together, it was an unusual one-two rebuke at the end of a, what turned out to be a very chaotic Congress. More on these stories at townhome.com. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only $19.95 to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. President-elect Joe Biden's choice to be Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen collected more than $7 million in speaking fees in 2019 and 2020. They came from major financial firms and tech giants, including Citi, Goldman Sachs, and Google. Ohio State now one step away from winning another national championship after ripping Clemson. Justin Fields threw for six touchdowns and number three Ohio State avenged last season's painful semifinal loss to Clemson with a 49-28 victory over the second-ranked Tigers. Fields outplayed Heisman finalist Trevor Lawrence, going 22 of 28 for 385 yards. He set a Sugar Bowl record for TD passes while playing more than half the game after taking a vicious shot to the side. Lawrence was 33 of 40 for 400 yards and accounted for three touchdowns. He engineered two scoring drives that gave the Tigers a 14-7 lead before Ohio State took over. I'm Dave Ferry. Breaking news and analysis at townhall.com. Oklahoma has launched a centennial remembrance of a once thriving black neighborhood in Tulsa. The city's Greenwood District has received recognition during America's reckoning over police brutality and racial violence. Friday, Emmy Award-winning actress and Tulsa native Alfred Woodard and U.S. Senator James Lankford both delivered remarks via video to a small crowd gathering at the John Hope Franklin Reconciliation Park. Violence erupted in May and June of 1921 when a white mob killed 300 black people and wounded 800 more while burning 30 blocks of black-owned businesses and homes. Jason Walker reporting. Chewy is using a personal touch and a bit of a kitsch to hook customers. The online pet store sends 1,000 free paintings every week to select customers, tapping into the people's obsession with their pets. More on these stories at townhome.com. Broadcasting from the Tide Law Studios, this is Talk 94.5. Here's Richie and Marty from One Hour Heating and Air. Well, folks, we finally made it. Yep. 
Goodbye 2020. Hello 2021. At One Hour Heating and Air, we want to kick off a whole new fresh year by offering you a whole new fresh life. Well, that may be an exaggeration. No, it's not. We're talking about giving them a whole new heating and air system for their home. Exactly. When you feel the difference your new system makes, your comfort definitely goes up. It feels like a whole new home. And your monthly energy bills drop. It's a beautiful thing, especially since we're offering the greatest deal on a new 18-seer system on the planet. Yeah, uh, maybe a little too good. I mean, an 18-seer system for the price of a 14-seer? Well, everyone likes the 18-seer the best. Aren't we losing money on this? I got a great deal from the manufacturer. It just seems too good to be true. Well, it is true. Happy New Year! Go online to OneHourMagic.com. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new adventure something. Grabs an older me tightly, flowing like a awful. Daily and nightly, will it ever stop, y'all? I don't know. Turn off the lights, and I'll go to the extreme. I rock a mic like a band, light up the stage and wax a jump like a candle dance. Caress a speaker that booms, I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom, deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best. To felony, love it, to leave it, you better can't wait. Better hit fools out of kid, don't play. If it was a problem, I would solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. I, vanilla ice, vanilla ice, ice, baby. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. You've made it into the uh, bonus second cup hour of Saturday Morning Coffee. little Marty Robbins project for you. One of my favorite covers of Vanilla Ice. Are there any other covers of Vanilla Ice that are worth listening to? <laughs> you no, know, I don't know. That's don't, a good Google search. I don't have to Google that. Your producer's on it. Yeah. But that's a good one. Love that one. That's a great Saturday, early Saturday morning tune here in the coffee shop. By the way, Glenn, I don't know if I told you this, but I, I took a long bike ride yesterday. We were talking about the weather over uh, over the commercial break there at the news break at the top of the hour. And, of course, weather not supposed to be particularly great today, sort of damp. And, you know, as I was riding my bike, I rode down the uh, uh, bike path in Merle's Inlet uh, down south toward Litchfield. By the mm -hmm. way, the... Uh, the bike path in Rose Inlet, a real jewel. If you guys have not uh, tried it out, you should check it out. They just uh, there was a section uh, previously that you had to get off the path. There was no path. You had to get into the streets of North Litchfield to make your way down to Litchfield. But there's a new section of bike path that has been uh, created uh, is now open, and so you can now go completely all the way from the trailhead at the south end of Merle's Inlet. Uh, where the where the marsh walk is, or, or not the marsh walk, but with the boardwalk there over the marsh there at the where the business 17 comes back to the bypass, right there at the south end of Merle's Inlet, the trailhead there, you can go from the parking lot there all the way to Litchfield. Would never get on the road, so it's a great little path. If you guys haven't tried it, you should check it out. But uh, you know, speaking of weather, riding around uh, on the bike yesterday. I felt like I was in Connecticut. You know, it was like Mystic Seaport. Mm -hmm. the, uh, the, the inlet was just f socked in with fog. And so I just felt, you know, and it was a little chilly. 
but uh, but had a nice ride. But while I was there, I stopped at uh, Litchfield, stopped at the Starbucks, and just hung out for a while and read a bit of a book that was in there and, and thought to myself, it was a little bit of a moment, you know, that to me is just a, a nice relaxing way to spend an hour or so on a Saturday. And uh, that actually was the, the impetus for Saturday morning coffee. You know, John and I were talking about it and we said, look, let's put a, pretend like we're at Starbucks and we put a microphone in the center of the table. And that's what Saturday morning coffee will be. Just sit around, drink coffee and talk about what's going on. But I was reminded, I very seldom do that. You know, very, I used to do that. It used to be a regular thing to me. That was just a nice, relaxing way to start my Saturday morning, head for the coffee shop, grab a couple of newspapers, sit down, read. And it was a reminder for me how infrequently I've been doing that and how mm-hmm. much life has changed as a result of the pandemic and everything. We, we just don't, we've got to get back into our normal routine. We have got to restore normalcy to our lives, folks. And you can't let, you can't live under a rock forever. And there comes a point in time, and I think we're there, frankly, where you say, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm coming out from under the rock. And if I get sick, I get sick. And frankly, if I die, I die. But life that is not worth living is not worth living. You know? I love breakfast, and I love going out to breakfast. But you're right. It's been forever. And, you know, we're shortchanging ourselves. Yeah. I I miss those wonderful omelets. You know, uh, I, I miss going out and enjoying myself for breakfast we we still kind of do the the lunch or dinner thing but it all depends on the restaurant i mean if we're going into a place that's packed it's yeah. not happening but if yeah. we're going into a place that we're one of two people in the whole place yeah. we'll eat yeah yeah well and you know i we loaded up some of the kids in the neighborhood and took them to wendy's yesterday went through the drive through and i I wanted to go inside. Hey, I didn't want eight kids eating in my truck, right. you know? And so <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wanted yeah. to go inside. Of course, the Wendy's was open for drive-through service only. And I thought, you know, how many, and you know who I really feel sorry for? The people who have been confined in lockdown in nursing home and assisted living mm-hmm. facilities who have now lived out the, in many cases, the last yeah. months of their lives. And now even we're moving into where we, we're going to be talking about the last years of their lives in complete isolation. Yeah. That is that is a sin, folks. Even if you expose somebody to risks, um, isolating somebody from family members for months and months and months at that stage of life, to me, I'd rather be I'd rather be gone yeah. than to be living like that. So it's a very interesting uh, situation. And now we were having this conversation around the dinner table over the holiday, and I want to remind everybody. We need to be reminded of this. When we started this whole business of lockdowns, uh, it was going to be, remember, a couple of weeks in March, we were going to flatten the flatten curve, the curve. Yep. and we were going to prevent our health systems from being overwhelmed. And that's why we all agreed, theoretically, to go along with this lockdown business and the shutdown and the restrictions on businesses that we have all uh, consented to, theoretically. I don't know that we've actually consented to them but we've theoretically consented to them and then think about this when two weeks came and went it was then april and then they said excuse me then they said well we've got to get the warm weather is going to take care of coronavirus and then so we've got to make it to summer and then summer came and guess what coronavirus did not go away in biden's the the dark days of winter 
Mm-hmm. Uh, it almost sounded like a movie uh, trailer. Yeah. <clears throat> the dark days and yeah. things will get worse. Things yeah. will, the, Our worst days are in front of us. And, and now we've got uh, uh, different strains in three uh, states. Yeah. I think Florida, Colorado, and California. California. Yeah. And, and then we, we made it to summer. We realized that coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, was not going away with the heat. And then we were told, oh, we've just got to get to a vaccine. And remember, then there was Fauci saying 2021, and the president said 2020, no, we'll have a vaccine. So we've got to continue these extraordinary measures until we have a sufficient portion of the population vaccinated and and inoculated. And, of course, I think Fauci said 80%, which I think is a relatively absurd number, but nonetheless, 80% was his number. And, of course, now the vaccines are rolling out, and now – Folks are starting to say that we're going to have to continue to socially distance. We're going to have to continue to wear face masks. We're going to have to continue the lockdowns even after the vaccine becomes widely distributed. And, and my thought is, you guys don't get it, do you? You guys don't get it. This is a, the, the gig is up. <laughs> the lockdowns are never going to stop. This is a new way. I mean, what, what possible benchmark, once everybody's been vaccinated and... The lockdowns are still in place. What benchmark are we looking to? Right. The elimination of SARS-CoV-2 from the planet? That will never happen. I mean, we still, the, the Spanish flu of 1918, we still have that virus with us. It's still here. It comes around every year. So the point being, folks, we are on the cusp of learning, and I think this is one of the things that a Biden administration will illuminate we are on the cusp of learning that we're going to be living under lockdown for the foreseeable future. Mm. And I have, you know, I have clients. You know, we, we practice law. We represent a lot of small businesses. We represent uh, restaurants. We represent uh, a lot of folks who are, don't have the cushion that you have if you work for government or if you work for very large corporate entities. If you don't have those cushions in your life, this has been devastating. This has been devastating for so many people. I have clients and friends who have seen their life savings eviscerated, blown up, blown out by the continued lockdown, shutdown, or operation of their business at 50% capacity. You can't operate a business at 50% capacity and survive. Yeah. Now, I know the theaters are operating that way. Um, yeah. Uh, Scott Richards uh, down at the... The sister station. He's mm-hmm. gone to a couple of movies in the past week yeah. and said he felt very safe to, and spaced out and comfortable. Yeah. So, but you know the traditional, uh, you know the traditional rule of thumb in the restaurant business is it's the last ten percent of the people yeah. who walk in the door who are your profit. And so, if you're operating below ninety percent capacity, if you're operating at fifty percent capacity, almost by definition. You're just mitigating your losses. Right. You're not operating a successful business. Right. And so it's been, and I've, and I, I mean, I have quite a few friends and clients and, and uh, clients who are friends who are uh, in the uh, impossible predicament of, of just not being able to continue. And right. support them by doing curbside pickup. I mean, yeah. you know, we've done that a couple of times, yeah. especially in the early days of the pandemic, just trying to help out your, your local restaurants, the places that know you, the places that you frequent. Um, you know, you couldn't go in and sit down, but you had curbside service. Yeah. And, of course, the same people that you know are actually bringing the food out to your car. 
So the point being, folks, one of the things we've got to do is we've got to restore uh, some level of normalcy to our lives. And we've got to stand up and demand that that level of normalcy uh, be restored. And frankly, uh, we've got to have a hearing. We've got to have uh, the folks in the General Assembly take up these emergency declarations that the governor has created as a revolving door of emergency declarations. We need a debate about what should be a state of emergency in South Carolina and what aspects of uh, our daily, day-to-day lives should return to normal. And that needs to be a matter of public debate. It doesn't need to be a matter of executive order. Um, At least that's this man's opinion. Uh, Folks, that music means it's time to go to another obscene profit timeout. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday morning coffee. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and more coming up next on Talk 94.5. Hey everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. Thank you, Reese. Super excited to be on board. I do believe uh, we can bring some information that will serve your audience here, so I'm excited about that. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. My email is greg at gregsisson.com. That's the website, gregsisson.com. Berlin Wolf here with Carolina Cool. As the weather changes, we continue to hear news of the coronavirus and the flu. While the guidelines continue to encourage hand washing and sanitizing services, indoor air filtration technology has been a growing part of these conversations. Carrier has long been a leader in indoor air filtration with the Infinity Air Purifier. This device has a patented germicidal technology that is so effective it captures and kills 99% of airborne pathogens, including coronavirus. It is literally the same technology used in many hospitals. Carolina Cool's team of advisors can show you this and other options to safeguard your home. Turn to the experts and Carolina Cool. Now that's cool and clean. Carolina Cool. Hi, this is Scott Richards for Advanced Power Wash of Myrtle Beach. We have been in our house for 20 years, and we recently cut back some hedges, and I realized, boy, this house is a mess. So I got in touch with my friend, Sean Gibson. Sean is the owner and proprietor of Advanced Power Wash of Myrtle Beach. This guy is amazing. Sean's going to come out and clean our house. Low pressure, high cleaning. It's going to take less than a day, and it will look better than new. I am absolutely convinced. Get started. Advanced Power Wash MB. Did you know that virtually all of us live in some sort of flood zone? And to make matters worse, we also live in an area where hurricanes are likely. Do you have the correct insurance to protect your home and family from floods and hurricanes? It may be time to contact Moore & Associates Insurance. For more than 40 years, they've been providing their clients with expert insurance advice and competitive and much-needed coverage. Not too much or too little. Insurance that's affordable and appropriate. Get in touch with Moore & Associates today at Moore & Associates. 
Are you missing those date nights? Picnics in the park and outdoor dining? Then I have a dining experience just for you. Crepe Creation Cafe on DeVille Street in the Market Common. Enjoy casual indoor and outdoor dining, takeout, and curbside delivery. Larry and the chef at Crepe Creation Cafe create unique, healthy, and absolutely delicious recipes just for you. Crepe Creation Cafe in the Market Common. Open seven days a week. Sweet and savory for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and dessert. Visit crepecreation.com. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5. All right, stop, collaborate and listen. I sit back with my brand new invention, sound there. That's a hold on me tightly. I rock a mic like a vandal Light up the stage and wax a jump like a candle is Caress the speakers that boom Killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom deadly When I play a dope melody Anything less than the best is a felony Love it or leave it Anything less than the best is a felony, ladies and gentlemen. I bring you some excellent production work by Dr. Glenn Dye. That guy is good, man. That guy is good. Yeah, it's uh, Drew Pierce is his name. Uh, You can find it by uh, just Googling Ice Ice Baby Covers. Man, good stuff. Glenn, good work. There's a female there that sounded good, too. Maybe we'll bring that on next week. Yeah, sounds good. Well, another cover. Yet, uh, one of my favorites is the Marty Robbins version. That also is great. Drew Pierce, just P-E-R-P-E-A-R-C-E? Correct. Yeah, Yeah. very good. Drew Pierce, another cover of uh, Vanilla Ice, 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 Baby. want to thank Johnny and Will again for checking in. Johnny, checking in on the PCRXcomputers.com text line. Jesse the Horseman, uh, checking in on the Computers.com text line. Uh, The um, apparently... um, Telling us a little bit about uh, his experience uh, with uh, D. Heck himself. Interestingly enough, folks, I want to, one other aspect of the uh, whole uh, uh, D. Heck process that I will share with y'all. And this is an example of why I'm a conservative and why I believe in limited government, and why I believe you and I, we the people, should be responsible for as much of our lives as possible. And to the extent possible, government should stay out of the way. Um, let me give you a little uh, thing that we learned about contact tracing. Um, you know, when, when my wife uh, tested positive, we, of course, immediately quarantined her. We gave her, she had her own, uh, you know, she had her own room, her own wing of the house. I mean, we were, uh, we isolated her as, as much as we could uh, physically and uh, kept interaction, you know, to a minimum. With, I would literally leave food outside the door and she would, you know, grab it after I was gone. So it was, uh, it was kind of funny. It's not fun for her, not fun for any of us, but we got through it. So we immediately contacted the people that we knew we'd come into contact with that who we might've put at risk and, um, and shared the information with them. Hey, uh, Lee's had a positive and we took what we thought were every possible reasonable step that we could to let others know that, Hey, if you've been around us, you might've been exposed. And so about a week after we had been quarantining my wife, she got a call from DHEC and 
they said, you know, we understand you've tested positive. They had, so they had learned the positive test result. That was uh, one thing I noted. And then the other thing was they wanted then to begin the process of contact tracing. Well, this is literally a week after we got the positive result. And so, you know, even further after whatever exposures that would have been relevant would have taken place. And uh, the uh, conversation was fairly abrupt. <laughs> My wife said, said, look, you know, we're responsible people, you know, and, and we're, we're, we've already called everybody that we came into contact with. And we have taken steps to make sure that they know that they may have been exposed. And of course, the uh, individual on the phone kept you know, explaining to her, pressuring her to, to divulge information. No, I'm not. She said, no, I'm not giving you the names. When the names and numbers? Yeah. And, and, yeah. Huh. Wanted the names of everybody that she had come into contact with uh, since prior to being uh, testing positive. And so that they could. But, but again, they're already a week behind the curve. I mean, right. it's like it's like chasing a, a ship that has already left port. I mean, oh. it's like running down the dock. When the ship, you're running down the dock in Fort Lauderdale and the ship is already in Jamaica. You know, I mean, really, don't waste your time. Just don't even waste your time. So, you know, it's just another example, folks, of how uh, the old joke, uh, I'm from the government, I'm here to help. And there's a reason it's a very old joke and it's still funny. But government is never going to salvage us. Government is never going to be our path to uh, you know, you hear people say, live your best life, live your best life. It's, um, it's overworked. One of the things we'd like to get to today is overworked phrases of 2020. One of the ones that I would throw into the hat is uh, I'm living my best life or trying to live my best life. I mean, it's the, one of the deceptive things you see on social media all the time. I'm living my best life. No, frankly, you're not. Odds are very slim. You're living your best life, but we'll take your word for it. But, it, you know, if you're relying on government, which is why this whole thing about the 600 versus the 2000 and the stimulus checks, I, it's a little bit of an insult, frankly, because the debate is almost like conservatives have conceded the point. And we, we're, we're, we're now firmly in the camp of government has got to take care of you. Government has got to be your path through the wilderness. There's only one hope and it's government. And that's just not true, folks. You're never, ever going to live your best life or anything that even approaches your best life, nothing even in the ballpark, nothing in the vicinity, nothing in the same cluster of galaxies as your best life. If you are dependent or determined to depend on government to deliver it for you, it ain't going to happen. The way you lived your best, the way you can live what may approximate your best life is to stand up and take responsibility for yourself and go out and put a little shoulder into it. That's the way you live your best life. And there's no substitute for that. And government cannot do it for you. But, uh, hey, have you received your 600 yet? No, I, I have not. I have. Oh, you have? Already. Wow. Me and my significant other. Yes. You got shorted. You got shorted. Where, where's well, the 14? Well, I think that's, <laughs> I, I, I would think that that would happen. You know, and they'd send the other fourteen along if it gets you know, passed. But good yeah, luck with that. Six hundred bucks from the IRS. So let I was me, like, wow, look at that. Let me know how that works out for yeah. you. By the way, I think it's occasionally. Do I have time? To, yeah, I got time yeah. to cover this. Do uh, it's occasionally good, folks. Back to the electoral nonsense. Switching gears again. Uh, a little lesson on the inefficiencies of government and the inability of government to do practically anything, um, which is. Uh, a universal certainty in, in any context, but it applies also to contact tracing. 
Uh, back to the electoral imbroglio. That's a good word for today, Glenn. Imbroglio that we're now in, entrenched in. One date we did not cover. We talked about January 3rd. Tomorrow, new Congress convenes. January 6th, Congress counts the Electoral College votes. Sworn in newly elected 117th Congress members convene in a joint session during which the Electoral College votes are counted and the next president and vice president are chosen. That is the formal choosing of the president and the vice president. One date we did not talk about earlier in the show is uh, January 20th, Inauguration Day. On January 20th, of course, the inauguration takes place. The newly elected president is sworn in as president of the United States. According to the U.S. Constitution, if Congress has not chosen a new president by this date, by January 20th, then the newly elected vice president is sworn in as the acting president. If Congress also hasn't chosen a new president or vice president, rather, by this date, then the Speaker of the House, the Speaker of the House is sworn in as acting president. That is the dreaded uh, Nancy Pelosi option, folks. And that's what uh, we all uh, should lose a little bit of sleep over. Um, I can't even imagine uh, Nancy Pelosi as acting president, but that uh, that is the doomsday scenario. So I, um, by the way, on the, um, uh, on the subject of uh, stimulus checks, Tim the car detail guy chiming <laughs> in, uh, 60% reserved for the big guy knocks you down to 540. So I didn't get my 540, Tim. I hope you got yours. And uh, I'll, I'll be glad to save the big guy a little kickback. He's accustomed to getting those. But a uh, little more to cover on the uh, backside of the break. We'll talk a little bit more about uh, the election and what's happening this week and uh, talk a little bit about resolution. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Saturday morning coffee. Call the show at 843-903-2945. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5. Brian Brady CPA is the only certified tax resolution specialist in all of South Carolina. He has over 30 years of experience helping local people like you deal with the IRS and state revenue departments. Don't wait around letting penalties and interest build up. Call Tax Resolution Services LLC today and let Brian address your tax issues. Call 843-668-4340 to schedule a contact-free consultation or go online to taxresolutionservicesllc.com. SCMEP is now offering SCMEP Online, a new online training portal that offers classes with unlimited flexibility. Start improving your skill set today with training specifically for manufacturers. Don't let this training opportunity pass you by. Classes are being added weekly, spanning every aspect of business. Visit scmep-online.org for more information. SCMEP is a not-for-profit 501c3 organization sponsored by SCMEP in cooperation with the South Carolina Broadcasters Association and this station. Who would have thought a thorough cleaning would be so scientific and detailed in 2020? Well, we would. Hi, everyone. It's Karina with the Cleanup Club. We don't just clean. We clean thoroughly and completely. We clean homes, offices, businesses. 
Cleanup Club can clean once a week, once a month, or whatever makes sense for you. Sanitized, disinfected, that's what we do all the time. Cleaning is our business. Give us a call at 843-593-2158 or go online at thecleanupclub.com. So you're thinking about selling your home or you've got plans to do some home improvements. Let's get your home inspected by the pros. Pro Home Inspection Services. Here's just some of the things Emerson Treffer will inspect. Moisture, air quality, infrared HVAC vents, electrical panels and outlets, air leakage of doors and windows, water pressure, gas leaks, even roof inspections. Emerson Treffer of Pro Home Inspection Services has over 40 years of inspection experience, residential and commercial. He's also qualified as an expert witness in various state, federal, and county courts. Home inspections are a great way to check things out before you begin projects. It's not just for selling or buying a home. Get started with ProHomeInspectionsSC.com. That's ProHomeInspectionsSC.com. Pro Home Inspection Services, it's the value of experience. PCRX. PCRX. We have the right prescription for your PC. When you have computer problems, your life stops, your work stops, everything stops. PCRX gets your computer and your life moving again. Diagnostics, consultation, virus removal, optimization. Call PCRX for PC service and repair in Conway. PCRX. PCRX is the way to go. Call 488-4100. Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5. Everybody, welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 8.35 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, January the 2nd, 2021. Sounds good, 2021. Speaking of 2021, Glenn, you making a New Year's resolution? You know, I really didn't this year. Didn't? Um, I mean, we are going to try and eat more healthy, um... And that's a challenge. That's definitely going to be a challenge. I mean, not vegan and not mm-hmm. not um, vegetarian, but yeah, maybe a little bit more of that in the diet. Yeah, you know, that's a good. That's a good one. The uh, interestingly enough, according to uh, the folks over at Google, the most common. Did you know most people who engage in the process of New Year's resolutions 
statistics show <laughs> most of them don't even make it to February. Yeah, it's like two weeks. Yeah, I think. yeah. the average length of time is, yeah. is less than a month. It's a great moneymaker for the gyms. Uh, yeah. They, oh, yeah. They join the gym they, for a year. And their subscription know. rates jump yeah. up, and uh, there's a two-week rush, and then it's back to business as normal. <laughs> yeah. The most common is, of course, to exercise more and lose weight. I think we can group those mm-hmm. together. Exercise more and lose weight. Uh, next most common uh, New Year's resolution is to get organized, uh, followed by learn a new skill or hobby. That's a good one. Learn a new skill, hobby. I think it's always a, a neat thing to try. Followed by, speaking of living your best life, which is a phrase that I just detest. Um, if, if I follow you on Instagram and you've written, I'm living my best life, I apologize <laughs> to you. But I detest that phrase. Live life to the fullest is the resolution. That is the, is the next most common resolution. Uh, so similar to living your best life. Live life to the fullest. Um, and then uh, next most common resolution. Save more money. Yeah. It's always a good thing to do. Yeah. Save more, invest more, spend less. Uh, uh, other side of the uh, same coin. The uh, the next one. I'm surprised this one hasn't come up in the list already. Quit smoking. Really? That's still like. I mean, there's not that many people that smoke. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess the reason it's so low on the list is most people by now have quit. Quit. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, uh, so yeah, it's still on the list. Quit smoking. Followed by um, followed next by spending more time with family mm-hmm. and friends. So yeah. interesting. I don't know if you guys have uh, made resolutions. Be curious to hear what your resolutions are. Um, I have uh, gotten away from the uh, technical resolution making, yeah. uh, b- but I do have some general ideas that I'd like to share with you all. I'll do that in the parting wisdom segment of the show. But uh, also in uh, when it were discussing 2020 trivia we were talking uh when we talked about living your best life and talking about phrases that i have uh um uh, come to hate because i've just read them so many times 2020 buzzsaw hall of shame published by the folks over at buzzsaw the most uh, overworked and overused and trite expressions of 2020 topping the list is another one that i detest woke no, actually not. Really? Curated. Curated. Oh, curated. Is, uh, surprisingly, woke was not on the list. I think it would be deemed uh, politically incorrect. To How about Boomer? Is Boomer on Boomer that? is not on Boomer should be on the list. That should have been my New Year's resolution, to not do things to give people the opportunity to call me a Boomer Not again. be called a Boomer. My, yeah. I, my resolution is not to be called a Boomer I, in 2021. I made a comment online <laughs> about a bumper sticker that was on a tractor, and it was a Biden and Harris bumper sticker, and I made a comment, and I got called Boomer like three times or so in okay, the boomer. comments. Okay, Boomer. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that, that's a good resolution. Well, you, should, you should work to avoid being referred to as a Boomer. I had to look it up. Yeah. I mean, at that point, I didn't know what they were talking about. I'm like, what the heck is Boomer? You know, and I, I was actually in a, um, in a meeting, and this stuff doesn't usually strike me as worth discussing because I think we overgeneralize uh, these things and we try to draw too much into it. But I, I was in an interview, uh, it was a group interview, and the interviewee was relatively young, fresh out of school, and became upset at the interview process. And we were discussing it after the fact, me and the other individual conducting the interview. And, you know, if you're in a little safety tip, for um, 
the listening audience and those who may listen to the podcast in the future. If you're in an interview, uh, crying is not a good thing to do. I mean, if that's, if that's your approach to a job interview, you need to look inward and uh, rethink your approach to life, perhaps. Yeah, but, also, but, but also specifically rethink your approach to the job that you are seeking. But um, uh, the question arose after the interview, is that a millennial thing? I mean, is that something that is that something that generation is it X Y Z what what is it Z generation what, what Z triggered does? it What triggered it a, a, a tough question about is this really uh, this doesn't seem to be something that you're well suited for Is this something that you've really wanted to do And apparently it was his life's ambition and Oh so uh, wow. the question triggered an emotional response Wow But just a hint, folks, if you want a job, crying on the interview is probably not your best bet. And, uh, you know, it's really, it's really interesting to me how um, we have changed the way we raise folks. Um, I, you know, it, it, it will never occur to me in any setting, uh, in a business setting, that, that crying is going to be an appropriate response to anything. But, but apparently there are folks out there who think that's appropriate. But hmm. anyway, back to our list curated tops the list for overworked phrases of 2020 the next one is content uh, judges comment second only to the vacuum of space as the emptiest thing in the universe it's like calling literature or journal journalism words it's the high watermark in the commoditization of writing content is uh, obviously overworked disambiguate another word that's been overworked um human capital uh, followed by one of my favorites, the new normal. Oh my gosh, I'm so sick of hearing the new normal. Yeah. And as I have already said, folks, it is time. Let twenty, let 2021, let one of the hills that we are willing to die on is the reestablishment of the old normal. I want the old normal back. There was a reason we called it normal, because it was normal. It's the old normal, and it's the only thing that actually is normal the new normal is not normal the new normal is abnormal and it's not a life you want to live so the hill we die on at least one of them in 2021 is re-establishing the old normal and it's just going to be normal it's going to be back to normal that's the that's the uh that's the mission objective uh next one in the time of covid <laughs> i mean again things we are sick of hearing uh reach out and circle back those are similar terms both overworked uh ideation have you have you heard the term ideation i can't say that i have yeah i I've, i'm not thrilled that it that it even exists but i've not heard it enough to say it's overworked uh, of the other one mainstream media and then of course two closely related uh we remain cautious and in an abundance of caution if i've heard uh one public health professional dr fauci dr burks others uh, say this, I've heard a uh, hundred thousand say this, uh, in an abundance of caution, or we remain cautious. Basically, these are words that help you just say, we don't really know, or we don't know, so we're going to give you these instructions because we really don't know, but we're just going to say this because it'll make you feel better. Um, but uh, overworked, uh, to say the least. <clears throat> so uh, more uh, in the list, but those are the main ones. Going forward is uh, also an overworked, uh, trite um, uh, phrase. Uh, basically, all uh, usages that we're ready to uh, turn the page on and uh, strike from 
uh, strike from the dictionary, strike from our day-to-day uh, usage, folks, here in 2021. So if you get inclined, if you're inclined to use those phrases uh, in, a, in a written document, a written communication, let me encourage you to think of something else to say. Those are the most overworked phrases of 2020. Yeah, we have the, the caller says that uh, crying in an interview, the guy, yeah. that automatically gets him the job. Oh, my God. Because we're in a... <laughs> Basically an upside down, what was that, a Seinfeld uh, episode where they <laughs> yeah. had the parallel universe? Yeah, the parallel universe. What was it? It was uh, something the... I, remember, I vaguely yeah. remember, but yeah. 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 Let me encourage you folks, if you come to an interview at uh, Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law, or anything I have anything to do with, yeah. or, I encourage you not to cry. Yeah, or TKN, don't or, cry. Or WTKN. And remember, big boys don't cry. Yeah, so... That's our advice for 2021 and our most overworked phrases. Folks, stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors with more Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Local news and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5. Are you moving from one home to another? Perhaps moving your business from one location to another? Are you stressed over your move? Two men in a truck are your local movers? Who care? Two men in a truck take special care of your individual needs, matching your needs with an experienced professional, offering knowledge and advice every single step of the way. At Two Men in a Truck, remember, every move is unique and never too small. Residential or commercial, Two Men in a Truck do it all. They offer free on-site estimates as well as packing services. Google two men and a truck Myrtle Beach today. Hey everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, talking with Greg Sisson. Greg is the principal at the Greg Sisson Team Remax First Choice Real Estate. How long have you been in the real estate business? I started in real estate full time in 1997, and our company is is really structured where we can serve the client at a high level. So we've really streamlined it to make it simple and easy for our clients. Our market is red hot, kind of the perfect storm for home sellers right now in the Grand Strand. Greg, if folks want to get in touch with you at your office, how can they do that? Really, my cell phone is the best way. It's 843-251-2693. And then our website is gregsisson.com. Check us out there as well. If you are a seller today and you're thinking about it, it, it would make sense to give me a call. Remax First Choice, the Greg Sisson team, real estate experts here in Myrtle Beach, ready to help you with your real estate needs. Here's Richie and Marty from One Hour Heating and Air. Well, folks, we finally made it. Yep. Goodbye, 2020. Hello, 2021. At One Hour Heating and Air, we want to kick off a whole new fresh year by offering you a whole new fresh life. Well, that may be an exaggeration. No, it's not. We're talking about giving them a whole new heating and air system for their home. Exactly. When you feel the difference your new system makes, your comfort definitely goes up. It feels like a whole new home. And your monthly energy bills drop. It's a beautiful thing, especially since we're offering the greatest deal on a new 18-seer system on the planet. Yeah, uh, maybe a little too good. I mean, an 18-seer system for the price of a 14-seer? Well, everyone likes the 18-seer the best. Aren't we losing money on this? I got a great deal from the manufacturer. It just seems too good to be true. Well, it is true. 
Happy New Year. Go online to OneHourMagic.com. Hi, everybody. It's attorney Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour here on WTKN. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law here in Myrtle Beach. These are certainly trying and uncertain times for individuals, families, and businesses here along the Grand Strand. Please know that our team of professionals at Davis and Boyd stands ready to assist you with all of your personal and business legal needs. So if we can assist you in any way, give us a call at 839-9800. That's Davis and Boyd, Attorneys at Law. Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5. everybody welcome back to saturday morning coffee the reese boyd radio hour you've done it again you've spent another two hopefully quality hours here in the coffee house with uh, glenn and reese on saturday morning coffee it is 8 49 on your saturday morning saturday january the 2nd 2021 and uh, thanks for sticking with us i uh, wanted to uh, share a couple of other things with you before we go this is our parting uh, wisdom segment of course, and wanted to share with you, occasionally I like to go back and look at things that we have looked back on the program because, honestly, folks, we like to plan the show in such a way that it's time well spent for you. We hope you enjoy the show. By the way, if you have comments or suggestions for the show, I welcome those. I would appreciate um, uh, your uh, giving us your feedback. If you like, if the time is good, if you'd rather hear Saturday morning coffee at a different hour, we'd love to hear from you. If there are topics or other segment suggestions you may have for the show for 2021 we're going to be doing some things to freshen it up a little bit and uh, hopefully make it even more appealing would love to get uh some input from our listeners you can email your comments to us at reese boyd smc at gmail.com that's the show email address reese boyd smc at gmail.com if there's anything particularly good in the mailbag we always share that with our listeners so send in your comments your letters anything you'd like to share with the uh with the audience and with me uh but did want to and frankly uh we'll uh, give you a little incentive uh we'll pull a couple of those uh, letters uh, emails from the stack uh next week and give away a couple of uh saturday morning coffee t-shirts and coffee mugs so uh uh, we'll uh, encourage you guys to get your comments in to us. That's again, Reese Boyd, SMC at gmail.com. If you have any comments or suggestions for the show, I uh, wanted to go back and, and occasionally we like to go back and remind you of some things we've talked about in the past because we do like to go and circle back. And <laughs> did I just say circle back? Uh, I just said circle at the, back. Well, at the end of the day, I yes. just, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end of the day, let me just say, in an abundance of caution, we are going to circle back to our broadcast from 
August twenty uh, second of twenty twenty. <laughs> And we talk, We have been talking since August about what you guys should know know about as the Transition Integrity Project. Now, as I have told you from the beginning, it is about anything but integrity. But it is a project that was uh, run by John Podesta and some other K Street Democrats, some lobbyists. And one of the things that they did, and it's been fascinating to see how all this has come together, uh, is war game. It was, that was their term. Uh, the results of the 2020 election. And, of course, I am of the opinion, it is my theory, that many of these changes in the election laws were implemented uh, by many Democrats, uh, I think by and large, almost exclusively by Democrats, for the express purpose of sowing chaos, sowing confusion, and creating uncertainty in what would likely be a muddled outcome of the 2020 election. Which, frankly, folks, is exactly what happened. I want to remind you of something we talked about in August. This was published in USA Today in August. Actually, it was published August 6th of 2020. It says, many states are planning on drastically different elections this year. And mail-in ballots could be a big game changer. That's, that's the USA Today synopsis. You think? I mean, really. Uh, talk about uh, under, a gift for understatement. This is uh, Byline Washington. They met virtually on Zoom four days over two weeks in June to hold simulations known in the military and intelligence communities as war games. There they were, 67 players, many of them high-profile critics of President Donald Trump, including law professors, retired retired military officers, former senior U.S. officials, political strategists, and attorneys. Lovely. Instead of mapping out a geopolitical conflict, the group peered ahead to the November 3rd election, now less than 90 days away, and explored how the race between Trump and Biden could turn into a post-election crisis. John Podesta, a former top aide to President Barack Obama and President Bill Clinton's former chief of staff, played Biden. Two outspoken Republican critics of Trump, David Frum and Bill Kristol, portrayed the president. After gaming out the various scenarios, the group, the group said in its conclusions that the situation is alarming. In an election taking place amid a pandemic, a recession, and realizing, rising political polarization, the group found a substantial risk of legal battles, a contested outcome, violent street clashes, and even a constitutional impasse. We assess with a high degree of likelihood that November's elections will be marked by chaotic, legal, and political landscape. The trans said the Transition Integrity Project, which the uh, issued in their report statement, the winner may not, and we assess likely will not, be known on election night. As officials count mail-in ballots, the period of uncertainty provides opportunities for an unscrupulous candidate to cast doubt on the legitimacy of the process and set up an unprecedented assault on the outcome. In the six weeks since the tabletop exercises, again, this written in August, the tabletop exercises were in June, organizers say their fears of a messy outcome have only grown. Last week, Trump floated the idea of delaying the election. This, of course, Trump did, in fact, do in August, though he was quickly rebuffed by both Democrats and Republicans. I'm not sure which Republicans rebuffed the idea, but I think there were a few. And as several states look to expand mail-in voting because of the coronavirus pandemic, Trump has repeatedly warned of fraud 
suggesting this year's presidential race will be, quote, the greatest electoral disaster in history. And that's Trump in August. He's trying to create as many possible pre-narratives for claiming that the results are not legitimate, says Niles Gilman, who co-founded the Transition Integrity Project last fall, along with Rosa Brooks, a professor of law and policy at Georgetown University. Yada, 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 yada. Anyway, bottom line is, folks, we have been talking about this for months. You have known about it. I have known about it. All that we see unfolding in front of us was known and expected. So the question that I keep circling back to is why did Republicans allow this to happen? We have got to get to the bottom of that question. Several things have to be done, folks. I don't know exactly how this week will go and exactly how the House and the Senate in joint session will deal with the electoral mess that is in front of them. But one of the things that is very clear to me is going forward, We have got to fix our elections. We have made a complete mess of our elections. And we've got to fix that. And that means we've got to have paper ballots. We've got to have voter ID at the ballot booth. And somehow we've got to go back to a very narrowly curtailed system of absentee ballots where a specific voter has to have a witnessed request for a ballot that's sent into an election commission, they get the ballot. We've got to go back to a very limited system of absentee voting by mail. So we've got to do that. That is non-negotiable, folks. If we don't do those three things, we'll never have another fair, free election in these United States. So keep that in mind. Folks, want to encourage you guys uh, in the nature of resolutions, uh, you know, the world will encourage you to pursue power, prestige, possessions. We call those the three P's, but I want to encourage you to think about another P in 2021. I want to encourage you to pursue people. If you think about it, all the things that you trade your life for, your time, your talent, your treasure, the things that you invest in power, prestige, possessions, the moment you pass is no longer relevant. But that money, that time, that energy you invest in people, that will live on and that will remain. And so focused in 2021 on investing not in power, prestige or prestige or possessions, but people. Let me leave you with this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. That's Proverbs 3, 5 and 6. You guys have a blessed Saturday. Be well. We'll see you next week for more Saturday Morning Coffee. Thanks for listening. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.